This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Chapter 6, Switzerland. As I drove home, I wasn't paying much attention to the road that shimmered wetly in the sun. I was thinking about the flood of information Jacob had shared with me, trying to sort it out to force it all to make sense. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine. Today, we are lucky enough to be joined by Rachel Hampton, a culture writer and reporter from Slate. And Rachel, you have a very specific relationship with Twilight. Yes, I do. Um, I was one of the many teenage girls who's obsessed with Twilight when it came out to the point that um, I could pretty much figure out where like the plot of any book based on a single sentence being read. My friends would play a game (laughs) at lunch and they would just pick out a random section in the book and read it aloud. And I would be like, oh, yeah, before this, Edward was doing this. And after that, Bedla was doing this. And Unfortunately, I've realized in the past few years that I still have the ability to recall all these plot details. That is the way that they would test, like, rabbinic scholars with the Talmud. (laughs) So, you know, it was called the needle test. And they would, like, put a needle into the Talmud and then pull it out and be like, okay, the needle touched page 372 in the middle of the page. And people were supposed to be able to be like, yes, that is commentary on this kind of law. I'm just saying that you're a Talmudic scholar. (laughs) I'm going to put that in my Twitter bio. (laughs) Well, what, how do you feel about it now? I feel kind of disgustedly fond of it. Like I objectively know that it's trash, but I can't stop consuming Twilight content. None of it unironic. All the Twilight content is ironic content, but There's always just a fondness I have for things that I loved as a teenager, just because you just have such strong emotions for it. And then as an adult, realizing how bad it is, is kind of even more fun. You're just like, what was I thinking? Why did I think that this was okay? Well, Rachel, I'm really glad that you're here today because I think that this chapter is the epitome of trash. I think that's entirely accurate, which is why I'm so excited to discuss it. I had so many emotions while reading it. It was, um, it was a lot. It was like, 
a Twilight within Twilight chapter. It was the most Twilight chapter there could be. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Okay, so we always do something called the 30-second recap for those non-Talmudic scholars at home who can't just hear one (laughs) sentence and know everything. We're going to tell them what happened in the chapter. Argy, are you ready? I'm super ready. On your mark, get set, go. So Bella goes to Angela's house and she's stalked by Edward, but he just drives by. Um, Ben, Angela's boyfriend, leaves to go watch a ninja movie. They sign cards together. Bella goes back to her house. Charlie is really excited that she saw Jacob. Um, Then Edward yells at Bella in her bedroom about how it's so unsafe to see Jacob. He goes hunting again. Bella is kidnapped by Alice. Um, She goes to the Helen house. There's a new bed. Uh, and Rosalie comes in and says she wants to talk. Oh, my God. You left nothing for Rachel or me. That was phenomenal. I'm just like, Thank wow, there's you. nothing less in this chapter. Yeah, <laughs> you did such a good job. Scraps for you, too. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> Rachel, are you ready to make what you can with what's left? Yeah. <laughs> On your mark, get set, Go. Okay, so Bella's just come back from visiting Jacob for the first time in, like, months, and she is driving to Angela's house and figuring everything out, and she realizes that Edward is literally following her in a car, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so scared, but I'm not really. And then she goes to see Angela, and they sign a bunch of graduation cards. Angela's short king boyfriend comes in and goes to see a movie. Then Edward's really mad for a really dumb reason, and then he goes hunting again, and then Alice comes and kidnaps her, and there's a giant golden bed. And Rosalie... Oh, my God. So good. I also noted the short king boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we a short king. Oh, my God. I thought Ben sounded insufferable in this chapter. <laughs> he doesn't seem great, but I love that he was like, he has to yank her head down to kiss her. <laughs> totally. But when Angela's like, oh, my God, thank God he's going to this movie without me. And then he comes back and she's like, now he's going to describe the whole thing to me. And then he does... And is like, and I'll take you to see it. I'm like, she does not care about this movie. Notice your girlfriend. She hates this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rachel, can you count me in? I'm going to see if I can do anything. Three, two, one. We get reminded that the Volvo has a gentle purr. Uh, Alice gets bought by Edward by being given a yellow Porsche. Um, Charlie, like, makes plans for Bella. Like, Alice asks Charlie's permission if Bella can come over, and nobody asks Bella if she wants to come over. Um, Esme is in on the kidnapping. There seems to be a real conspiracy here. And then Bella refuses to sleep in the bed. She's going to sleep on the couch. Also, Edward has gold carpet. His interior design choices are terrible. The fact that the bed coverlet is the same color, like a shade off from the carpet. I'm like, this sounds like a really ugly room. Why? And (laughs) the bed has like roses going up the side. And is made of wrought iron. Yeah. (laughs) Where did they get it? (laughs) I mean, it's obviously custom made. But like. Obviously. (laughs) If you turn over in the middle of the night and like hit your hand on wrought iron, She's going to bleed, and then that's going to cause, like, such a mess in the house. (laughs) She's used to hitting things that are hard. She's been hitting Edward's chest for the past however many months it's been. That's true. Oh, my God. 
Okay, so our first segment, Rachel's, I'm sure you know, is breaking news, which we have an audio cue for, and it goes like this. Do, do, do. Do you have any breaking news, things that we learn in this chapter? I think the thing I was most surprised by, despite how much I know the series, is how much of a narc Alice is. And I was just like, my like general 13-year-old impression was, Alice is a badass. She doesn't care about anybody's feelings. And now I'm like, you fully just kidnapped this girl because her boyfriend said that it was okay, the, her boyfriend being your fake brother? Where is the feminism in this? This is terrible. And the second thing I learned is that Edward is a worse stalker than I fully came to terms with as a 13-year-old. When he was following her in the car, I was just like, whoa. I thought he was going to wait for her home and yell there. I didn't think you were actually going to follow her in a car to her friend's house. And he was tailing her by quote-unquote inches. It's tailgating beyond what we've ever seen before. Supernatural. Oh, yeah. She should totally have done like a sudden break. Mm-hmm. And then he would have rear-ended her. I was hoping for something like that. It didn't happen. Julia, what breaking news do you have? Do do do. This is coming straight from the conspiracy theory desk. I believe Angela is a witch. The breadcrumbs <laughs> in this chapter all point to the fact that Angela is a witch. It is mentioned twice. Once implied when Bella says it's so nice that Angela has human problems, obviously hinting that Angela is non-human, because why else would she say that? And then second, <laughs> when Edward and Bella were fighting about Switzerland, she says explicitly Angela could be a witch. So I just think there's just too many loose ends to not make it true. I fuck heavy with that idea. <laughs> Angela is objectively the best character of this entire series. And so her being a witch would 100% affirm, like, just my sense of being. <laughs> yeah. And this is sort of one of my pieces of breaking news, which is that Bella loves Angela as much as she loves Edward and Jacob. Because she's like, I love you so much. It doesn't matter that you're a vampire. I love Jacob so much that it doesn't matter if he's a werewolf. And therefore, she's like, I wouldn't care if Angela was a witch. And she's like... I love Angela so much that I wouldn't care if she's a witch. Whereas, like, if Charlie turned out to be, like, Bigfoot, she'd be like, um, that's an excuse for us to not talk anymore. <laughs> like, she's looking for a reason to get away from Charlie. But Angela, she's like, oh, I love her so much. She could be anything. It was really a special moment in the text to see them having a good old-fashioned time. <laughs> Absolutely. Any other breaking news, Julia? Yeah, in this chapter, we learn that Bella, despite constantly getting lost, has like an internal compass, like she's a bird. When she walks into Edward's room, she's like, the couch was now on the north wall and the like carpet was on the southern wall. I was like, Bella, why are you getting lost all the time if you can tell always where true north is? Um, She can do that because of her history as a real estate agent. She like has a one sheeter on the house. And, like, she's heard, like, reference to the South Garden, and now she can orient herself Mm. in the house. She can do that with all of her properties. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) That makes more sense than my idea that in her nose is, like, a little magnet that points her north. (laughs) And I actually, the only piece of breaking news that you all basically didn't get to from me is that she isn't just a real estate agent. She would, like, sell the furniture that the house has been staged in because she does such a good job describing that bed. Like, it wasn't a good sales pitch for me, but I really liked her descriptive prowess. Yeah, it's a new addition to her skill set. She can describe houses. She can figure out where North is. She can figure out furniture. 
Wow, and they said Bella doesn't have any skills. <laughs> she is a natural real estate agent. I love that for her. Okay, moments of genuine enjoyment. Rachel, do you want to go first? What were you like, ugh, okay, Twilight, you still have me. I must admit, been in Angela's relationship before he went to go see the Dumb Ninja movie. I just love seeing her happy. It was perhaps one of the only couples that Stephanie Mayer put together where I was like, I fully fuck heavy with this. This is, I love it. And then there's a part when, when Alice picks Bella up and she's listening to something and she talks about how the bass, she can hear the bass through the car. And it just gave me so much joy to imagine what songs she was listening to in 2007. Like, Buy You a Drink came out in 2007. Also, Fall Out Boys, Thanks for the Memories. And so I just had so much joy wondering, what is Alice singing along to? At first, I was like, is this super bass by Nicki Minaj? But it, that would be, she would have had to see that coming. Maybe she does. Does she see pre-releases for songs? Like, how does this work? I'm hoping it's a pre-release for super bass. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She recorded super bass after hearing it in her mind. I was like, you know what? I have to put this down. It's just so good. <laughs> I can't wait for Nicki Minaj to have her full career. I simply must record this myself. Wow. And we know from Stephanie Meyer's acknowledgement section that she is up on the latest music. So Stephanie Meyer would definitely know about Nicki Minaj at the very beginning of Nicki's career. All this tracks perfectly. Um, Julia, what about you? What did you genuinely enjoy? I also had an Angela moment when Angela asked, will you email me when Bella goes off to college? It was so sweet. It was like the nicest words ever spoken in the Twilight series was just Angela being like, I'll miss you. Will you email me? Oh, so tender. And then Bella's like such a brat about it. Like answer the question. She like makes a joke. And I'm like, that was a genuine moment of vulnerability from Angela. Just be like, of course. Yes. Vanessa, what was your moment of genuine enjoyment? So even though like Alice is an anti-feminist in this chapter, it was just great to see such a variety of women characters and to see like Bella caring about all these women characters. Like we had Rosalie, we had Angela, we even had a second with Esme, we had Alice. But like there was just like a lot of sisterhood in this chapter. Yeah. And I know that I joke that I'm like more interested in the human population of Forks than I am the vampire werewolf population, but I'm also more interested in the female friendships and relationships than I am in any of the romance. Anyways, the cliffhanger of the century. The, I know. The Rosalie entrance. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot wait to read on. <laughs> the drama of it all. I had to stop myself. Truly a first. I definitely kept reading. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so it is now time to offer some advice. Rachel, do you have any advice for a character in this chapter? I do. I have two pieces of advice. The first one is for Bella. She needs many pieces of advice, but the first one is that she needs to get a burner phone because the fact that Alice can steal her phone and basically cut her off from all communication with the outside world is very concerning to me. (laughs) I don't really know how she would get it without alerting Alice, but I really feel like she would be able to get a burner phone and like somehow keep it secret. I don't know. Think about it, Bella. I think she just needs a ton of burners, right? Because then Alice will see that she bought burners, but she won't necessarily see how many. And so Bella can just like keep pulling them out. Like if she buys a hundred burners and like, and hides them all over, I don't even believe in Alice's ability to see the future. So (laughs) it's really fake. Um, That's one of the parts of Midnight Sun that's weird is Stephanie Mayer goes really far and kind of explaining how it works. Midnight Sun is basically a very defensive book. It hits <laughs> literally every single plot hole that anyone has ever mentioned in the book, like in the original franchise. And she's like, Haha, you thought I wasn't reading your comments on the Internet, but I was. And I'm going to explain now, 10 years later, why you're wrong. And it doesn't make it any better, but you do kind of get a glimpse into how this works. So I do think buying the multiple burner phones, it would work. Just buy a bunch of little pink razors and Alice won't be able to tell which one she's using at any given time. It's the perfect crime. (laughs) And by crime, I mean exercise of her own personal freedom to call (laughs) whoever she wants whenever the fuck she wants. Sorry. Julia, what advice do you have? My first piece of advice is for Alice. Um, I I was really upset to see how distressed Angela was over the number of graduation invitations he had to send out. So I think Alice should have offered to take at least half of them and just write them for 20 minutes one night and take that off of Angela's plate. We hear that Alice is definitely bored at night. This is a fun, friendly task to do to benefit your human friend. And she could just come up with so many excuses, right? Like, I'm an insomniac. Let me. I have great handwriting. Let me. Yeah. She probably does have great handwriting. She probably has calligraphy handwriting. Why are you not offering this for like free to your friends? Vampires are not doing enough public service. <laughs> Vanessa, what's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice is for Bella to learn about Switzerland. So Switzerland is often used as an example in World War II because they, quote unquote, stayed out of it. Well, I would just like to remind Bella that staying out of something means that you are default giving more power to the already powerful. And so I need people to stop saying I'm Switzerland in a way that is trying to say I would like to create a safe space for everybody because that is not what Switzerland did. Actually, maybe this is an advice. Maybe Bella does know the history of Switzerland in World War II and is like, I'm going to reify the power that Edward has over me constantly. And just not do anything about it. That does seem to be her course of action. I don't think it's especially smart given she wants to go see Jacob, but 
I think that is ultimately what she's chosen to do. Yeah. Oh, no, I have to change my advice. She knows exactly the history of Switzerland and is using it correctly. (laughs) Maybe the advice should be, be a better person, Bella. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Be better, Bella. (laughs) Rachel, what's your second piece of advice? So my second piece of advice is for our favorite Angela, which is that she should just get a label maker. (laughs) You don't have to hand address these cards. There's technology out there. I don't know why she's doing this or why she's having Fred come over and risk carpal tunnel to do this, but she doesn't have to do this. Think smarter, not harder. <laughs> exactly. Bella be better. Angela thinks smarter, not harder. I love that all of our advice today has some like lyrical quality to it. <laughs> We're trying to create a movement. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, what's your second piece of advice? So Mine is a little bit desperate. I think the whole like abduction situation has really got me down. So I've (laughs) come up with a very extreme plan for Bella in order to solve her problems where she can see Jacob and become a vampire and the Cullens won't have broken the treaty. So the plan is called the James Situation Redux, in which she goes to Seattle to get murdered by the stray vampire. She gets half murdered. The Cullens swoop in, like the James situation, early enough to save her life, but like too late to make her stay human. She turns into a vampire. Books over. Plot solved. Trees' lives saved. Exactly. (laughs) From the books not printed. (laughs) The only con is that she could easily die. (laughs) She's always almost dying. (laughs) This is no different. And this one benefits everyone versus just being like upsetting for everyone involved. I think that she should have done this several books ago. She should have just let James turn her. We were so close. Just don't say anything. (laughs) We were so close. We were so close to these books not existing. (laughs) Vanessa, do you have a second piece of advice? I do. I think like Alice, I'm like glad that you have made peace with this horrible, horrible thing that you're doing. But at least don't giggle when asked if you are committing a crime. Bella at one point is like, are you kidnapping me? And Alice giggles as she says yes. And I just think that that is tacky. (laughs) Like, if you're going to commit a crime and impose on someone's free will, like, be a class act about it. Be like, yes, but I brought you a smoothie. (laughs) Just, like, be gracious about it. There's no reason to be a dick in the midst of being a dick, you know? I mean, she's not even trying to make Bella feel good. She keeps saying that she'll give her a pedicure, which is not in Bella's area of interest. I'm sure a smoothie would have been much nicer. Right, like I think that they could make this a more enjoyable kidnapping for Bella. Compassionate kidnapping. Yes. Great idea. Thank you. So, Rachel, this is a relatively new segment on our podcast, and we call it Reality TV Corner, in which we play a different reality TV show every week, and Julia and I compete with our good ideas for either a Bachelor pairing, who should get kicked off of the Survivor Island, or this week, we are pitching products for Shark Tank, and you are the judge as to who made the better product pitch. (laughs) I love this. Okay. (laughs) Julia, do you want to go first? Okay. I have invented the Hit-A-Crit. It is 
one of those sticky rubber hands that you used as a child and it's attached to your wrist and it hits people whenever they're being a hypocrite. It's automated to sense the hypocrisy and it slaps them in the face just a little bit. It doesn't hurt much. And so in this chapter, it has tons of uses. Here are some just from chapter six, Switzerland. Edward telling Bella she is a bad judge of safety when he is the vampire dating the human. Slap in the face. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Alice saying she's Bella's friend while actively kidnapping her. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie pretending to care about Bella's well-being while signing her up for playdates as an adult that she does not consent to. <laughs> Very useful, <laughs> economical, extremely fun. Does it come in multiple colors? Sure. I'll give you any color you want. (laughs) Rachel, do you have any follow-up questions for our inventor, entrepreneur? (laughs) I would just like to know how much it costs. What's your price range? Um, I'm going to say $6. Oh, economical. Yeah. (laughs) The rubber hands already exist. I think I'm just going to have to work on like the supernatural ability to tell when people are being a hypocrite. I might enlist Angela the witch to help me like figure out figure out a spell to cast to make that part work okay okay I'm into that a little magic for six dollars mm-hmm. a bargain <laughs> Vanessa what's your invention so my invention is an extension of my goop bellaverse line and this is an anti-aging technology that is based on the theory that the less blood you have in your body the younger you look and feel And so this is like a leech technology that you sell for like a thousand dollars and it's all about the experience. So you go into a tent with Bella, who's like the Gwyneth of this experience, and you lay down in like some sort of like glamping atmosphere and Bella places like leeches on you in strategic places, which drain your blood, but make you look younger. (laughs) I have questions. I have a lot of questions. It's just like that goop tent where you stick a rock up your vagina. (laughs) Sure. Also not based in science, but is yours at all based in science? Yes. It's based on the very real science that vampires don't have any blood and they don't age. (laughs) Okay. Why do you think Bella would be good at selling this to me? She seems very antisocial. <laughs> so it's a wellness product, which I feel like are very <laughs> hip right now. Is this an ethical product? No. <laughs> would this sell? <laughs> yes. And Bella would be a great salesperson because she will eventually be a vampire who looks so young and can be like, I'm 42 and look at me and can like show her birth certificate like this can be a place where she can be honest about her real age the thing that would be hard for bella is that she'll be a vampire when she does this and the leeches will draw blood and so she'll have to get really good at like being able to be in a room with blood but we know that's possible carlisle works at a hospital and to your credit there is no one more afraid of aging than bella like she would be an amazing spokesperson for anti-aging she is terrified that is true. I feel like if she truly believed this work, she'd be like a great spokesperson because she really goes all in on stuff that she believes in, even if everybody else is like, you're being dumb right now. Like, you shouldn't do this. <laughs> like, if she fully believed the leeches, if Edward told her the leeches work, she'd be like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'll join your pyramid scheme, Edward. <laughs> yeah, I want her to start a pyramid scheme for leeches' youth. <laughs> 
just want Bella to be the next Gwyneth. I really think it's a niche way to become a billionaire, to like be someone who looks great forever and tries to sell dumb, dumb shit to privileged white ladies. Do it. I mean, I think that'd be great for her. She spends her whole life trying to become even more privileged than she already is. She's like, I just want to be rich and I want to be young forever and beautiful forever. And I'm like, oh, you're so unique. (laughs) Nobody else wants that. (laughs) But you're doing it for love. (laughs) Sure. Wow. Um, Judging these two is going to be quite hard because they're both great in their own specific ways. But I do have to say that I love <laughs> the uh, affordability of Julia's hypocrite. <laughs> it just seems affordable. It seems useful. It seems like something you could use at all times. And I just love the idea of like a little rubber hand just slapping across Edward's like flat stone face. Like the sound it would make. <laughs> it would be so funny. I respect your decision. I would just like you to know that you've really lost an amazing investment opportunity here. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm sure that Bella will invest. So you'll be fine. She has more money than I do anyway. Oh, my product will thrive. I'm sorry for you that you didn't get in on the ground floor of this. You would be really good at this, Vanessa. Shark Tank. This is just what I imagine it's like. <laughs> Patronize the judges. <laughs> After they've rejected you. Put on a brave face. You really missed out. Okay, was there anything, Rachel, that you feel like you really want to talk about in this chapter, that happened in this chapter, but that we just like didn't get to? So we call this our Twilight Diary segment. Mm, I'm really excited for Le- Rosalie's speech. Like, I remember Rosalie's speech, and I'm excited for it, but I'm also excited by the cliffhanger and the possibilities it presents. Like, what if what happened next didn't happen next, and Rosalie just came in and was like, I just want to talk about politics right now. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just fascinated by what could have been (laughs) by this conversation. What actually happens is fine. (laughs) I mean, we want them to make out. (laughs) Also great. Yeah, and it would leave my favorite himbo, Emmett, free. So (laughs) really great all around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Julia, anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah, I had a little like realization this chapter. I don't really understand the draw of being a vampire, but when we hear about Esme going to get the good takeout from Port Angeles, I was like, that makes sense. Like I wasn't understanding it, but like ease of takeout from faraway places, like Esme, go get me burritos from Seattle and she would just do it really quick like that is the biggest draw I've heard so far yeah Esme seems to be the only one who's in on the you're a vampire do acts of service get me as much takeout as I want yes please amen Vanessa did you have anything in your Twilight Diary yeah it's just an observation that like Bella is legitimately upset that she's been kidnapped It's worse than her anger level, but I feel like often horrible things happen to Bella and she doesn't get mad about them. And I'm just like proud of her that she's getting mad about this. I'm like, yes, this is a a literal crime that has been committed against you. I think it's the fourth kidnapping of the series. So like it was bound to happen eventually where she realized she doesn't want to be kidnapped anymore. And like doesn't want to be kidnapped and told that it's because of love. So I'm just proud of Bella for getting mad about it. 
So we now each get to put something in Bella's care package. So Rachel, as you might not know, we have a huge, huge fictional budget to send Bella things every week. We have sent her like private jets. We've sent her on vacations to Alaska. It's like really the sky's the limit. I am going to send her a vial of human blood so that she can throw it at the wall, which will distract everybody who lives in the house so she can run away. That's cheap compared to what we could give. That's very economical. (laughs) Yeah, but we know how upset everybody in that house gets when there's human blood around. So she can just throw it and run. That's the great first step to my James Redux plan. Yes. Then flees to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Just keep throwing vials of blood at them as they're chasing you. <laughs> yeah. It would work out so well. What happens when she's on her period in this house? This is a question that we have a lot. <laughs> we have yet to find an answer. And I'm sad. If you're still asking that, it means Midnight Sun doesn't clarify that plot hole. It does not. People have told me the theory is that Stephanie Mayer says it's dead blood, so it doesn't matter. Oh, God. <laughs> seems inaccurate. That is science, folks. Biologically. <laughs> I'm so sorry to bring that into your life. <sighs> yeah, Rachel, what about you? What do you want to put in Bella's care package? Um, since we have an unlimited budget, I'm going to send her approximately 250 burner phones, all of which already have SIM cards in them, so that she can just pick one at her will and call somebody if she needs to. It's also such a good comedy bit of like every time Alice <laughs> takes one, she just pulls out another one. Mm-hmm. Just an endless bag of flip phones. <laughs> Bella can get good at like close up magic and like pull one out of her ear. <laughs> um, Julia, what about you? I would like to send her noise canceling headphones. I got so annoyed in the scene where Edward is yelling at her for no reason. So I just feel like it's time to just put him on and tune him out. I don't want to hear it. She doesn't want to hear it. It's over for him. I love the idea of mid-conversation, her being like, oh, my God, headphones on. Her mouthing to him, I can't hear you. What? I can't hear you. Exactly. Vanessa, what do you think is going to happen next chapter? So Bella's going to grab one of her burner phones. Rosalie is going to team up with her and throw the blood at the wall. As Alice and Edward scream at them, Bella's going to put on her headphones. They're going to jump in the yellow Porsche and they're going to drive into the distance together. Rosalie and Bella. Beautiful. I love that for them. Rachel, we want to thank you so much for coming. Where can people find you? They can find me at slate.com where I'm a writer. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Haydenae, H-E-Y-Y-D-N-A-E. And yeah, other than that, <laughs> that's all people need to find me at. <laughs> you don't want to give your home address? <laughs> I would prefer not to. Okay. <laughs> not at this current time. <laughs> I'm not here to make demands. We here at Twilight and Quarantine are different than the people in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please don't come kidnap me, although you can send me the yellow porch. Okay, got it. Got it. Good to know. 
This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a collection of burner phones from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman. This show was conceived of as Beautiful Vampire Baby by Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I have great penmanship, Angela. Invite me over. Thanks so much to Rachel Hampton for joining us on this episode. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Talk to you next week. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.